We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. I wonder what Carlos Rivas is. Let him fly. Uh, Rivas uh, <laughs> actually has the second most shots outside the box in Major League Soccer. Fifty-five. <laughs> holy cow. Fifty-five <laughs> of seventy-four. No wonder he doesn't start anymore. Uh, also, he has the most shots into the tenth row of the stands. <laughs> this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and Davey Basso. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com, joined by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath to talk about this weekend's three Major League Soccer matches. Guys, we've got International play, which is always fun when MLS continues to play. Uh, so we have a, a lot of absences and three games with not a ton of guys um, you ever really want to play. Some that you always play and have been rather disappointing. Um, but we got it anyway. Uh, first game. Or guys, hi. Welcome to the pod. <laughs> what is up? <laughs> We uh, just spent the last 10 minutes trying to figure out if Argentina was eliminated from World Cup qualification. Apparently they have not been, so now we can fully focus on Major League Soccer. Um, 
So we've got three matches, 5, 8, and 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, first one, Red Bulls, Whitecaps. Then we've got Minnesota United and Sporting Kansas City. And then Colorado and FC Dallas. Uh, what are the chances that Sasha Kledgeton is, we get one of these games where he shows that he should have been called up by Bruce Arena? Or is he going to be the Sasha Kledgeton that rightfully did not get called up? Well, I, I think no matter what he does, he's going to be the Sasha Kleshin that rightfully didn't get called up. <laughs> but uh, I think he could have a good game. Yeah, it's it seems like a good spot for him. Uh, and it would be pretty appropriate if he, he produced here against Vancouver. I mean, I would half agree with you about rightfully not being called up, but Benny Failhopper's on the roster, so I don't know. I, I kind of – I would lean Kleshin there if it was me, but I'm not Bruce Arena, so. Really? I th- I think Phil Harbour's better in international play than Kleshton. I, I saw can see it. I mean, some... He's a little more both sides of the ball, I'd say. But Somebody wrote something today about how Benny Failhaber was the true number 10 that the U.S. team has been waiting for. That's which... false. Right, exactly. <laughs> Failhaber's best, I think, is better than Kleshton's best. Kleshton, I think, has some limitations and is a, is a product of – different systems but fail harbor i think is uh much more flexible and i think fail harbor plays some incredible balls and passes he's more creative he's uh he's kind of closer to a nagby but more industrious than uh than a fail harbor or than a question sorry question right yeah all right that's fair um bwp anyone yeah, Vancouver's a good defense, but I think I'm definitely considering BWP. It's a it's a small slate, so you have to kind of include everybody. Um, it looks like he's the most expensive player on the entire slate. Uh, my one hesitation is just that uh, Kansas City and Dallas both have arguably better matchups, even though they're on the road. I mean, Vancouver really has been one of the, the tighter defenses lately in the second half of the season here. Yeah, I think they'll be without um, Watson. He's going to be with Colorado. So that puts a, a little bit of a, a hole in the back there. Um, they've, I mean, besides, it's not like Watson's the only thing they've got in the back. Like, you're right, they have been good. but Well, Tim Parker's just as good, if not better, than Watson defensively. Um, right. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and they'll be without, I think it was Marinovich, who just had a pretty, pretty big-time performance on the road at Kansas City. I think he had like seven saves and a clean sheet. He's gone, so I guess it'll be ousted back in there, which, you know. Poor them. Not... They have to start the the former right. goalkeeper of the year. Right. <laughs> He's their yeah. main starter as it is. So. <laughs> but I think the other thing with Vancouver is that they're still fighting for that Western Conference mm-hmm. first place in the West. So I think it's going to be a tough game. Um, I mean, New York, they're not 100% in the clear to – to punch their playoff ticket just yet. So I think they come out fired up too. And yeah, I like BWP here. I've, I've got him in a switcheroo and our season long. And uh, I've got Leandro Gonzalez Perez from Atlanta right now with six points, but I think I'm going to slot BWP in for him. Um, oh. hoping he goes off for a brace or, or hat trick or something. I, I feel it. I don't know. I hope so. But Cause I'm yeah. starting BWP. Yeah. Now, I've got question there too, so it's kind of uh, one of those. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to make a call. Question BWP or just stick with a safe six points, but mm. I feel like I'm leaning BWP right now. Man, that's tough. It's weird because the Red Bulls, um, 
they're in the sixth spot, and they're pretty much locked in. They could win the next three and hope that Columbus gets like zero results and bump up. But right now, it looks like they're definitely in the playoffs. They're four points ahead of Montreal, New England, Philadelphia, and Orlando. All have 39 points. New York has 43 with a game in hand. Yeah. Um, so with with so few games left, they all play 34. It would be pretty tough. New York would have to seriously choke to not get this sixth playoff spot. So they're kind of safe. I'm I'm wondering if they just don't have quite the motivation Vancouver does. Um, they're certainly not in any kind of desperation mode. So I'm I'm looking to teams like Kansas City, who are definitely in the thick of it for Supporters Shield, and also notably for the the treble. They would win the U.S. Open Cup, the Supporters Shield, and then they would have to go for MLS Cup. Um, so that's the Supporters like Shield motiv- is, has been spoken for. In Toronto, right. already oh, sorry, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, first in the West first doesn't the West. count. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, okay, so not the treble, but first in the West is still uh, important. That would add to their kind of sure mini trophy case for the season um i don't know i feel like a a team like sporting kansas city and a team like fc dallas both have a little more motivation than the red bulls and they're playing weaker opponents i know they're on the road but i really don't care at this point in the season so it's gonna be tough to pay up for bwp but i could totally understand it i mean he's obviously good goal scoring forward are there any guys from vancouver that you'd consider like part of me is like, you know, that's a long trip for, um, you know, for a road ma- road game. But subsequently, Vancouver, only Toronto has more road wins than Vancouver this year, which is pretty impressive. And in their last, uh, I don't know, the Red Bulls have been allowing a lot of goals. They have six goals against in their last six home games. The last three are draws. Um so, yeah, I, I think I would definitely still consider Vancouver players. I would probably go more for an accumulator than a Freddie Montero type. But Who is that accumulator with uh, uh, Reyna? Teixeira, and, I guess. Yeah, Teixeira. Yeah, I think Elanios it would be Teixeira. is out too. Yep. Which actually is great because now we know who is going to take the set pieces. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. kind of. Which rarely happens for, uh, for Vancouver. And then also... That means Alfonso Davies at 4,700 in a midfield spot might be a, a starter that we can rely on. Hmm. Anyone jump yeah, out of you, Scott? At that point, I might just... I, I mean, just looking looking at the pricing around Alfonso Davies, like I'd probably drop down to Tyler Adams. I know he's not on Vancouver, but he's been doing pretty well. I think J.D. even, even wrote him up this past weekend. Um, or maybe it was a couple of weeks ago, and he's—I mean—he's got two goals and an assist the last two games. Um, yeah, I wrote him up points. after the two goals, so I won't take uh, too much credit. But he—he he had an assist. He had not that much else, though. I mean, I—I kind of wrote him up as a guy that accumulated points across the board, and he really didn't against Toronto. So, but that was a road game. So this is uh, this is probably a better spot for him, and I think he he definitely could step up, but. That surprised me that you'd rather have Tyler Adams than Alfonso Davies. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, his price, uh, Adams' price is jumping up, but it's still at the point where I would consider him just, yeah, you're right. Like, he didn't do much besides the assists, but feels like when he's in the game, then he's still hitting around that seven to eight 
point mark. And I, I think one of the reasons me. Skyler likes Adams a little more too is that he's in a Breck Shea, Stephen, Stephen Iger, Eigner sandwich here. <laughs> they're each priced right above and right below him. Well, that surprises me then why he would uh, he would go for Adams when he can get nah. those up. Yeah, I'd go with Eigner if it's, you know, I, I thought we were just sticking to the game, but yeah, I'd probably <laughs> go with Eigner if it's between those guys. Um, yeah, all right. Um, well, let's go. Well, actually, that's the last game, but I'm fine jumping around. It's only three. Um, this Dallas-Colorado game, seems like Dallas is finally starting to take things seriously. We've seen Javier Morales um, take corners recently. He's only 4,600. So, J.D., you have no problem Dallas at Colorado. No, not at all. I mean, okay. Pareja used to coach there. Uh, Javier Morales is a guy that played uh, at altitude with Real Salt Lake. That was a big rival of his was Colorado. I, I still think they get the job done. I'm not st- really sticking by them as a team I think can make a run in the playoffs anymore. They've been extremely disappointing lately. Um, but, I come on, you can't you can't lose to Dallas. You know, you talk about a desperate team, then Dallas is, is it, they're two spots back right now of the of a playoff spot, and they've got a game in hand, but... Uh, they're, they're in on goal differential right now. Uh... Is that the first? I'm looking. I only say that because the MLS website has RSL at the sixth spot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the first tiebreaker is goal differential, and I think Dallas has it. Um, hmm. uh, it might be we, head to head or something. I'm, I'm looking right here. The first one is uh, number of wins, number of and wins, then yes. goal differential. Uh, so RSL has yeah, two Dallas, more wins than Dallas. Yeah, you're right. Then uh, okay, That's San Jose. But that that's, just kind of piles it on because they have their destiny in their own hands. I mean, get results. Sorry, that's dumb. Get it. it should be goal differential. <laughs> <laughs> but that would make it like every other league. And so Heaven forbid we do the thing that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we're doing a podcast about a domestic slate on an international break. So that, I mean, right? The only the only <laughs> domestic league that plays during the international break. Right. Right. Nah, I think like Sweden or English non league football. <laughs> yeah, Norway. Right. So anyway, um so if we're looking at Dallas, who are we looking at? Everybody. <laughs> Diaz, Berrios, Arudi. Whoever gets in there, I mean, they have to produce. Colorado's not good, and uh that's that's pretty much that. Berrios had like a weird if no one's looked at the the situation yet, Barrios was on the team sheet. Yeah, it was weird. Then he was scratched from the team sheet, and then they uh, they put him in in what the eighty seventh minute or something as a substitute. Yeah, and uh, that goes against FIFA rules. If you have someone that's on the team sheet that's starting, then you take him out as not a starter because of injury or whatever in the warm ups. You can't put him back in later, uh, so that that's been a big issue in MLS lately, but uh, if Barrios is healthy, he's in for me. I think it's got to be Diaz. If it's between, you know, if it's between those two, then Diaz has actually been stepping it up. Hmm. I mean, he's finally kind of getting the, accumulating the points that we were hoping he would once he returned. So I see where JD's coming from with Barrios, but I think Diaz, I don't know if it's like the inclusion of, 
of uh, Javier Morales. Like, I don't really see how that's just kind of turned things around for Diaz, but, I mean, he's actually putting up numbers now past couple of games. I mean, I think you go both. Oh, you could. Who else? What else do you need to do? I mean, I guess if you're going to try to squeeze a Rudy in, I don't know if you could go both, but I don't know. I mean, I'm 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 kind of eyeing that SKC Minnesota game a little bit more than this one. Yeah, you want Rubio? Uh, I mean, he's been firing off shots left and right, and that's if you're playing a team like Minnesota, then you want a goal score. You want somebody that you're looking to to for goals. So, I like Rubio. Yeah, I mean, firing off shots in that literally one last game. Other than that, I don't know if you can say that. But I've got Rubio and a switcheroo on FMLS with uh, Gressel, who scored. Oh. I kind of hope Rubio doesn't play ever again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. Yeah. I basically decided so to wait, start you... BWP instead of Rubio. So Rubio's second to who? To Gressel. Gressel? Right. Who okay, has, and Gressel uh, has six. Seven. Or seven. Yep. Seven, yeah. Man, I'd put Rubio in. <sighs> no, you just got to stick with the seven. That's a solid score for a forward. Nah, Unless I mean, you think Rubio's better than 50% to score and he's on the road. He has two games. Thing. It's like, yeah, I told, yeah, and I told somebody, or I said this on, to somebody on Twitter uh, yesterday. They had asked me what my threshold is for a switcheroo like that. And I, I uh, explained where I've got LPG. I, I had him pegged for like four or five points, but had him in that spot just in case they got the clean sheet and he turns up with like 10 or 11. Then I would have let the switcheroo just run the course. But four, five, six points, it's like even if BWP gives me two points, then, you know, it's like a four-point hit that I'm taking. Like I'd rather just at this point in the season, you know, take the chance and see what BWP can give me. Give me 10 points, give me 12 points. Like, I don't really care about that four-point difference at this point. I feel like that's kind of the same spot you're in, Andrew. Maybe. All right, now that I now that I remembered he plays two games, I'm all on board switching him in. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, Skylar, though. You would rather have BWP than uh, six points from Gonzalez Perez, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely taking a risk and saying, like, I need two goals – from BWP, but I feel like, you know, at this point in the season, it's not like I'm fighting for first place. Like maybe if I was playing a little bit safer than I would, but I feel like I want to try to, you know, jump, jump a few spots this round. Yeah, no, that's fair. I've given up on cracking the top hundred now that you've pointed me to this empire soccer thing that I'm apparently still. Yeah. Doing. Yeah. Andrew's about to win a VIP. Well, I don't know if it's VIP from empire of soccer, but <laughs> Could, could win a uh, – he's in the running for a MLS Cup trip. Yeah, we'll see. Pretty cool. In the, what, quarterfinals now? Yeah. Yeah, so you win this, and then it's down to a Final Four type setup. It's just basically like you're in uh, two more head-to-heads, and you're on your way. Yeah, I know. I see the uh, – whoever this is that I'm playing has Rubio as well, so it's almost like i got to play him to block. Yep. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, what the hell are we talking about? DraftKings, <laughs> right. Uh, so you like a Rudy more than BWP? Me? Sure, anyone, yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Okay. Do you I like... mean, earlier in the season, if you asked me, then yes. But he's just been, I don't know. He's not been good. No. 
I've been, I've actually had like tried to put faith in him the past few rounds. I think I actually had him last round in season long. He came up with a dud, uh, put him in some DraftKings lineups. He's come up empty handed. I just don't know how, how much longer I can keep going, just like grasping for something with him. Well, it's only going to be like three games, so I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> but uh, that is true. I, I confidently have Arudi ahead of BWP this round. Whoa, okay. Rudy has one goal in his last 13 games. Doesn't matter. I bet he has more shots than BWP. Uh, let's see. 39. Sh- where? Over that span? 13 games? Yeah, sure. Now that we have our trusty stats on Rotowire, I yeah. can. Yeah, guys. The, the MLS stats on Rotowire are phenomenal. I'll check them out. We even have a, we have a MLS cheat sheet now that Andrew put out. Yeah. Um, you can track all kinds of stuff on that. If you're lazy, or you can go dig into the stats yourself. <laughs> BWP doesn't have as many starts. So, correct. He does not have as many shots. He does have eight goals, though. Right, he has more goals, because his shooting percentage is very good compared to most people. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he only shoots when it's a tap-in. Right. <laughs> he misses those quite a bit, too. Um, <laughs> yes, he What does. about Rubio versus Rudy? I'd go Rubio. So you have Ru- Rubio ahead of a Rudy and BWP. Yes. Okay. Now, don't quote me on my rankings for the week, but that's right. oh yeah, I, I had Rubio as well. So Rubio had a du- had the double, myself. so that, you don't even need to go by that. And then where does <laughs> Christian Ramirez fit in? Below all four of them. Minnesota's flying though. I don't care. I mean, Minnesota. If you're gonna trust that garbage team, then you deserve. <laughs> You deserve a dud. If you get a lucky goal, that's fine because Ramirez is a good player. But I don't know. Like we keep saying, oh, they're they have they're one of the only teams without motivation, and they come in and get a result against better teams. But I don't know. Like it it could happen. It couldn't happen. I'd I'd much rather trust a team with something on the line. I think Kansas City's still obviously playing really well since they're within striking distance of a. Uh, of the top spot in the West. So you can give me the, the sporting Kansas city plus 13 goal differential on the season, or you can give me the Minnesota United minus 19 on the season. <laughs> yeah. I feel like in addition to just sporting Kansas city, city being the better team, they are up against a Minnesota team. That's going to be, I think they're going to be missing several guys in the back. Calvo is going to be gone. Yep. Yep. You know, not like they're, you know, a stout defensive unit as it is, but just, I mean, he's a huge piece of their back line and they're going to be, at, be without Molino. They're going to be without a few guys. So I feel like Kansas city's in a pretty good spot here, even on the road. And uh, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't hesitate to play any of their guys here. It's, it's pretty funny that we think of Kansas City is so much better than Minnesota because if you just showed me two teams on paper and you gave me their midfield and forward lineup and, like, hid the defense and goalie, uh, I, you could make a real argument for Minnesota being sure. significantly better. Um, that's just not how it works on the field, though. Who do you think takes corners for Kansas City? Um... I think Sanchez. Because Zussi and Fail Harbor, both for context, they're both with the national team, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's Illy Sanchez. 
Not going to let Jimmy Madronda take him? Well, he probably could take him, but so can everyone on the team. <laughs> I think taken a few before, but yeah, I'm not really... I mean, Sanchez he came up in the Barcelona Academy. He definitely has a good long ball. I would, I would think he would take corners over Madronda. <laughs> I mean, if he takes corners and he's thirty-two hundred against Minnesota United, yeah, you got to take that. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was, yeah, that's where I was hit that draft player button. <laughs> what about on the other side for Minnesota? You think Nicholson makes it back in? Yes. He's been good coming off the bench, but he's been contributing even in limited minutes. So Molino's gone. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely. I think he maybe not definitely, but I think he's back in. Mm-hmm. Man, it would be so hard to play him though. If his you have is, yeah, his price is shut up. If you have Sanchez at thirty two hundred, and then you have to decide between Barrios, Takera, Kleshton, Mario Diaz, etc. And then you're making argument for Nicholson at 5,800. That's purely a, a tournament play. And if you do that, you might as well put in Christian Ramirez too, because you'd be banking on hopefully an assist from Nicholson. I don't know, man. Look, like look at when uh, Nicholson starts. He's... Yeah, he had that one big game, but that's it's whatever. Not one big game. He's had he hit seven crosses or more in, in four straight starts, and then he hit the bench. So. And he still, like, averaged, I don't know, 12 points. That's, like, yeah, two times ten. salary. That's fine, but... You do have to love shots. that six shot. Yeah, six shots, ten cross game. That looks. Yeah, but good. when you, you can't scroll down a box score and pick out your favorite <laughs> line and ignore all the other ones. But that's yeah, so but much he's easier. His, uh, his last two, he hasn't even started, and he's still hitting double digits, so... Yeah, these other games that... all in on Sam. These other games that... Uh, here with seven crosses, he has one shot on goal and the other three. He actually has three shots on goal and four starts. So that's not good. I mean, on a three shots on goal and four starts when you can get to Kara, Barrios, Kleshin, Diaz. I mean, come on. Yeah, for like two or three grand more. Yeah, but we have the salary this week. It's not a big deal. We're not paying 10000 for anyone. If you're not rostering BWP, well, he's 9400, so my statement was factual. But yeah, <laughs> it's close. It's close. Close enough. Anyone thinking about Baji? No. <laughs> the game log looks pretty good. Fifteen. That's 15, fine. You 13, can you can 7. play him and Nicholson. I'll take my head to head. I did last week and it didn't work out. You had uh, Justin Morrow in there. Good call. Oh, that'll do it. <laughs> I beat like everyone because I had Justin Morrow, but the rest of my lineup was total garbage. <laughs> yeah, hat trick I, from a defender will do it. Yeah, that helps. I thought it was honestly Justin Morrow was in a pretty easy call. I was surprised that not that many people had him. It's probably pretty expensive yeah. though, right? Sure, but the that was one of those slates where there was nobody that was super expensive. Yeah, I think I had like Polster, Groner, somebody, and said, "I'm just yeah." End of the night, and I'm sitting there looking at the lineups, like, "Why didn't I just go Morrow there? He's got the best upside of all these guys." But you know, it is what it is at that point. Good call, JD. Like I said, I messed up uh, probably at least half my other spots in the lineup, so I'm not going to take too much credit. I got I got a little lucky there, but yeah, man, enjoy a beer on me. You know, 
I'll lose it all this week, most likely. (laughs) (laughs) Any defenders that jump out of you on this slate amongst the six teams? Lawrence. Yeah. 5,200. He would be the the one guy. And then I think Renault, even at 5,400, I would uh, strongly consider. Yeah. You have to take a a cheap uh, midfielder or forward if you're going to pull one of those guys in there, though. I think that's Sanchez, right? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I do like uh, I do like Lawrence and Granat. Um, I think Dejong has actually been pretty decent, but he's a little pricier than I'd like. And then uh, Thiessen from Minnesota has been good. Um, if Harrison starts up top again, like he hasn't been producing, but it's still hard for me to ignore a defender that's or somebody that's available as a defender on DraftKings. Yeah, I that's think actually playing higher up the field and even Jimmy Madronda is kind of in that same spot, especially with Benny Fellhaber out. So yeah, I I'd like for either of those guys. I like Harrison and Madronda both. If you, uh, if you need to go a little cheaper than Grenat and Lawrence. Okay. You think Madronda much... fills in for Benny? Uh, you could even fill in for Zussi. Like that's the kind of, it's not really sure how how the my thing with Madronda is that even if he even if you look at the the MLS uh, lineup or starting eleven formation whatever even if he's in Failhaber's spot he's not actually filling the role of Failhaber like that's right. that's not how it works out on the field so I'm I'm never gonna bank on Madronda playing that kind of role it would be much more of a rotational triangle than Madronda really playing kind of at the top and pushing the envelope offensively. Uh, it would just be three guys doing work in the midfield together. But, yeah, um, yeah I mean... That it doesn't really help out my just my hopes for a vintage Jimmy Majonda game. Like I'm... That was a, a special period in life, and uh, you guys, <laughs> you guys clung to it as long as you possibly could. Uh, I tried to throw water on it for a while and uh the the fire did keep burning i'll admit so uh i don't know but it eventually i won out with the uh the buckets of water i was pouring on the madronda flames but i do think that he is a good play this week it doesn't matter what role he has he's gonna probably play the midfield for 4100 yeah and even if he plays at the fullback spot that might be better based on what we saw last year Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think if he if he wound up in as a fullback, yeah, I think he'd accrue more points. Um, feels like when he lines up kind of higher up the field, like he's still, like you were saying, he's still kind of holding down some of that defensive role too. So he's not really racking up a ton of points like he used to be. Right. So I guess the the question for the listeners or what we could help them with is if you want to play Madronda, which I think is a, a pretty good idea. Would you bench Lawrence or Grenat? Because I think I would bench uh, Lawrence first. I agree. Yeah, same here. All right, even though he's at home and Dallas is on the road. Feels like Dallas is just in more of a desperate spot. And right. at Colorado, I, like, I could even see them going down a goal or something and then Grenat just having to swing balls in. I totally agree. I just – most people like the home team and mm-hmm. – Oh, I, I normally do. You know, I'm usually a homer across the board. But <laughs> I know that's why I asked. <laughs> Most people, nice little. Uh, well, nice uh, not 
not just you, like everyone except me, basically. It's hard not to just with MLS. I mean, it feels like the home team's always got so, just. I mean, I guess it's really that way in most pro sports, but it feels like MLS is even more so. Kind of agree with that. All right. It's because cool. most of the games don't matter. <laughs> Goalkeepers? I mean, whoever Are you want Boswell? to throw in there, Boswell? throw in there. <laughs> Boswell. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, tournament? Came out. If we're going for a tournament, I like Colorado goalkeeper. Okay. If we are going cash game, I'd probably just go the whole way down to Usted. Hmm. Okay. Unless you, if you really want to pay up, then Robles would be great, but that's a expensive price to pay for a keeper. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be. I mean, if I'm going expensive. I don't know though. I mean, Melia is only four hundred bucks less than Robles, but I feel like he's better positioned to get a win. Well, he's like... playing the great Sam Nicholson. <laughs> he's gonna be uh, turning away shots left and right. You think? Nah, not really. I mean, I feel like he's gonna <laughs> turn away a few, but that's my my kind of thing. Is I I totally see Usted facing a lot of shots, or at least a considerable amount. And I totally see Colorado, which is probably McMath facing a lot of shots. So those are guys I know can get the save points. But the the teams they're playing really haven't been capable of putting up a, a ton of goals lately. So I kind of like those plays. They're the lower favorites, but they definitely could could still compete in the game. They could still get a, a 0-0 draw, 1-1, whatever. So uh, I don't see them being blown out per se. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate to name like every single goalkeeper on the slate, but you've after just hearing that kind of reasoning, like I think Shuttleworth is in play here. At home Does against... Kansas City really generate that many shots? Is that on the cheat sheet, Andrew? Um, I mean, just it feels like season. they will though this game, just with what they're going, what they're playing for, and then with Minnesota missing some of their pieces along the back, like I could see them peppering Shuttleworth. I don't know that they're capable of uh, that many shots, but actually on the slate, it looks like they take the most shots and put the most on goal of any team on the slate, so I'm proven wrong. Yeah, it's of the slate, though, and they're not exactly powerhouse teams on the slate. So, Maybe right, yeah, having but... fun with those new stats. I, need to, I, need, <laughs> I guess I need to get my sidebar up here with, the, with that going. <laughs> And Minnesota also allow the most shots and shots on goal on the slate. So Skyler's uh, reasoning totally checks out. I still can totally see a scenario where Kansas City get like three shots on goal and two of them go in or something. Mm. Yes, uh, Kansas City have the six most shots this season taken. How about, wait, just not on goal though, right? Uh, Correct. On goal, it's... uh... Two, three, four, five. They've got to be seven, lower. Eight, nine. They are in a three-way tie for seventh. So not that much lower. Yeah. Okay. Unless you list them um, alphabetically, in which they are now ninth. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Now subtract Dwyer's, and they're in like eighteenth. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. No, I don't know. I, they just to me, they're not really a functioning offense. But uh, I can definitely see the shots from distance from a guy like Failhaber and uh, pretty much everyone. Yeah, they just uh, 
I don't know. Don't strike me as a team that generates a lot of great chances. I think that's fair. They certainly don't score enough for how many shots they take. Well, that's for sure, because I don't think they take their shots from a great area, and they also don't have great finishers on the team. So it's a bad combination overall. Yeah. Here, the best example is Failhaber has taken 40 of his 54 shots this season outside the box. Oh, my God. Wow. Which looks actually pretty good uh, looking at Felipe's 32 of 33 outside the box. <laughs> As a coach, I don't know how you look at that and be like, that's all right. <laughs> I wonder what, uh, wonder what Carlos Rivas is. Let him fly. Uh, Rivas uh, actually has the second most shots outside the box in Major yes. League Soccer. 55. And most in- Holy cow. 55 <laughs> of 74. No wonder he doesn't start anymore. Uh, also, he has the most shots into the 10th row of the stands. In fairness, uh, if you look at the outside-the-box shot leaders, uh, a stat that anybody who is a Rotowire subscriber can see, um, the list that Rivas is in is elite. Javinko, Rivas, Alessandrini, David Villa, Rusnak, Dempsey, Almiron, Arudi, Piatti, Failhaber, Valeri, Jamaili. <sighs> I feel like most of those, uh, that obviously includes free kicks, right? Uh, it probably it does. I would yeah, think probably it would does. have yeah. to. Yes. Yeah, so I think most of those players get the free kicks and Rivas does not. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Rivas, I've seen Rivas step up to a free kick and it's just gone about what you said into the 10th row. So. <laughs> this is, in fact, here's another one that we have free kick shots. Javinko has the most with 34 this year, and Dempsey is second at 14. Wow. Wait, say that one more time. Javinko leads the league in free kick shots with 34. Oh, yeah. And the next highest is 20 fewer with Dempsey at 14. I just uh, heard it. Go ahead. Well, I was I was gonna throw in that, and that's with Javinko missing yep. a good bit of the season. But I mean, that's that Dempsey missed a good bit of the season too. So, yeah, I just uh, I sorted by per ninety stats from week twenty one on, so like approximately the last ten weeks, and uh, Javinko is the only guy that has more outside the box shots per game than Rivas, who has three point four three. Wow, it's letting him rip. And, uh, <laughs> He only has 0.49 shots on goal per game, so take that for what it's worth. Hmm. Right. <laughs> that means he's taking a full three shots off target from outside the box. From outside right? the box, right. Well, the outside box shots tend not to. That, yeah, but. We have I, that as well if you want to break it down. Outside it, the box shots on goal. Yeah, talk about a just a waste of possession. <laughs> All right, we're... Uh... Have already we've officially forgotten to talk about this weekend, so we're. Gonna... We gave you guys very few answers, uh, but if you listen all the time, you probably know exactly who you should be playing. Exactly, exactly. And if you have any follow-up questions, you can find JD on Twitter at DFSMLS. You can find Skyler at DraftKicks. You can find me at RotoWire Andrew. You can also uh, always find me pretty much in the RotoWire Soccer Slack chat. Uh, JD and Skyler kind of go in and out, more in during MLS action. If you at me, I—that's right. If you at me, I get a notification. If you don't, I do not. Okay. 
Perfect. Um, I finally set that up instead of just muting the whole thing. So good idea. Um, good idea. If if you like the Slack chat, I'm happy to answer there. If you like Twitter, uh, happy to answer there as well. So yeah, whatever you want. Awesome. Hit us up. And uh, yeah, guys, thank you for all of that, and uh, good luck this weekend. Good luck, okay, everybody. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.